internet. It's a date and a time. It's, it's Monday the 15th of December. It is. And it's a podcast. It is, but we're Called the Soundcast. We're done. And I'm the only one here apart from Rob. Hello. <laughs> that makes two of us. I'm also the only one here apart from Zach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> log- logic must ensue. Dan is not here. Dan is not, not here. Not that he's usually here physically. Well, no, he's, he's <laughs> normally in, in London. Yes, he's normally that, far away. That happy town. <laughs> that town devoid of hobos and <laughs> disaster. <laughs> One of those is not true. <laughs> okay, I'm, I couldn't tell you which. <laughs> so yes, he is apparently entertaining guests with mince pies. <laughs> that is a detail he gave me. <laughs> there were not more details. Well, he didn't specify what he was doing with the mince pies. <laughs> no. Juggling them. <laughs> no, he just said there were mince pies involved. Oh, not necessarily the mince pies were the main entertainment. Depends what kind of mince pie they are, I suppose. <laughs> Are some kinds of mince pies particularly entertaining? Well, they, they can vary, aren't they? Because I don't consider those little, the classic Sainsbury-style mince pie with the star on top. It's not, it's not very entertaining. <laughs> okay. That's just so like, then what is that's, an entertaining kind? That's like the bog-standard mince pie, though. <laughs> like, that's even worse than, like, homebrew mince pies are, you know, a little bit... Like, <laughs> are they more entertaining? Yeah, they're a little bit more entertaining because <laughs> okay. there's a danger factor. <laughs> it's, you know, the point where you're getting into when you sink your teeth into it. Has someone misunderstood what mince is? Yeah. I, I mean, I hope not. Does anyone misunderstand what mince means in that content? In that <laughs> content? Con, well, apart con. from everyone who doesn't actually know what mince pies are. Is it, is it a very English thing? Like, would you go to America and be all like, have a mince pie? And they'd be like, dude, what, what, what beef? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what countries it's associated with. You know, like, having a mincemeat pie? That sounds pretty good. Gravy, right? yeah, but the thing is that even the stuff inside mince pies is called mincemeat, even though there's no fucking meat no, in it. I don't even know. I did. I did know this at one point, like why it was called mincemeat, and maybe at some point it was mincemeat, or it was like some sort of fruity meat. Was it just some, is it like it's probably some stupid medieval word that just is like mincemeat, but actually means something completely different? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, but and then you've got the. We've got the McDonald's Christmas pie, which is basically like a mince pie, isn't it? But they put like custard in it or something. Okay. Or is it that? Or is that Christmas pudding in a in an apple pie, burning hot wrap? Right. It's like that. That that must that's that's lower than Sainsbury's pies because that's not entertaining. That's just a form of torture. It's also not technically a mince pie, really. Uh, yeah, I get, isn't it? <laughs> no, if it's not just mince. No, it has. I, I believe it had some additional filling. Like it's a Christmas themed pie. Yeah, it's Christmas in a pie. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. I went to a a Christmas thing once. It was like <laughs> once. Well, it was kind of like a take. Like here, try try out bits of our new menu or something. Right, like thing. And it's like, all right, we'll get we'll go with that. Let's let's see what they're doing for their Christmas canopies. <laughs> and they had some interesting ideas. Like one of them was basically a Christmas dinner in a carapace. So it had a tiny bit in of a turkey. In a carapace. In a carapace. In a fetid carapace. You'd have a bit of turkey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and a bit of cranberry sauce. And there'd be a tiny, tiny splodge of potato and stuff in there. And it would be like this is this is like this is Christmas dinner in a single bite, and you'd be like, home. And it's like, no, oh, actually you're not you're not far from it, right? But then they also I'm, uh, a bit of me really hopes I'm misremembering this, but I just remember it way too clearly. And that there was one of these canopy things that was basically a sausage in custard. 
Mm. And it was actually all right. <laughs> I think sausages and custard are a thing that people have been known to eat together. Well, the, this, the, only, the only time I've ever heard of that before this was back on... Do you remember Sky's... No, because well, I've never had Sky, so that's... Oh, no, you, you, already you, had... no, you might have known about this, because you knew me. Okay. And it's like, uh, Sky's well-known gaming series <laughs> that ran weekday nights at six called Games World. I don't know if I knew specific programs about that. Well, there was one part of it that used to air on a Tuesday, I believe, called Big Boy Barry. <laughs> he was one of the games masters or something that they spun off into his own little sort of dumb comedy show or something. <laughs> and of course, I, I think that was his favourite meal or something. It was like sausages and custard or something. Okay. So there was a storyline involving sausages and custard. Like up to the point of someone serving me a sausage just sticking out of a bit of custard in a pastry tart. <laughs> so that was the first time I'd ever heard of it. And the last. <laughs> so good job sausage tartlets that's, that's the name of the people that made it the sausage sure, tartlets are you sure it was custard I, I have no idea what the fuck it was <laughs> so, so you, you inferred it was a sausage and custard and you didn't actually <laughs> it tasted a bit like custard <laughs> okay but I, I guess it could have been some ultra pureed potato with something else in it maybe or just some kind of sauce some kind of sauce <laughs> What, would, what sauce would go, like, hard and white, like a cheese sauce, or... Yeah, I guess. Sausage and cheese, that could work. Not, I mean, Custard isn't hard and white. <laughs> well, it was in the start. It was like... It was like <laughs> so, that maybe infers even more that it might not have been custard. <laughs> Can we just sort of custard you get inside, like... like or, like, a custard cream. Yeah. Or a... Or a custard tart. Yeah, that, that sort of thing. it's not really custard at all. No, it's more, more, no, maybe that's it. Maybe it's sausages and cream. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that means it's only even weirder. Mm. At least it wasn't ice cream. <laughs> it would have melted. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But would that have been... But it would have been super sweet then. Like, Depends what sort of ice cream. That sweet sausage. <laughs> Stick it out. It's a, it looked weird. Come on. It was like a little tart with a pool and a sausage sticking out of it. <laughs> was, it was it like really like they totally failed to cook the Yorkshire pudding sufficiently so it's just like Yorkshire pudding bad. <laughs> that might have made it better. Although, although Yorkshire pudding filled with custard. Like, just, like <laughs> why, why are we putting custard in it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking like, it's another thing that's sort of like bowl shaped, isn't it? Like a, a big Yorkshire pudding. Oh man, you remember the terrible ready meals that we used to get from Asda, where it was like, <laughs> oh, no, I never forget, man. No, never forget <laughs> the giant Yorkshire pudding that you could pour the sausage and gravy into because it was actually solid enough to act oh, as yeah, a bowl, yeah. and you eat that. it afterwards. It's a bit like a, cin- a do-it-yourself cinnabon. Yeah, but. <laughs> Terrible, terrible Yorkshire pudding. Ugh. Yeah, all that's all that. Why did we do that? Because we were lazy. <laughs> were? <laughs> well, we were lazy together. You have another person to worry about at this point, so you can't be quite so lazy. Well, no, she feeds me. I can still be as lazy as I want, but only when I'm doing it for myself. We have a routine at the moment. It's like I do the washing up while no one cooks. You see, so it's, that's how the cycle continues. <laughs> That's how you escape cooking yeah, exactly. requirements. And you get, um, well, yeah, in theory, that's how a relationship should work, right? You, only get, you have to do half the work. It's still not even, though. 
Well, it'll make sure what you reckon the washing's worse or the cooking's worse or depends on who's if you're if only one person's only doing one of the things and is doing the whole of that one thing, then that's inherently uneven. Depends like what your menu is, right? Because if it's because <laughs> if you're doing your a really, menu of tasks, yeah, if you do of, of cooking for the week, if oh, you okay. do like a really long meal that takes fucking ages to cook, right? And you've only got like one glass to cook, right? <laughs> to cook, <laughs> to clean. And then it's like, oh yeah, sure, that's uneven. But then the following night, you've got all the shit from the big meal that was made in order to clean, and it. Oh yeah, well, I think on average, cooking probably takes more effort than clean, than washing up. Well, if, you, if you don't have a dishwasher, does it? Trying to pass that sentence. Yeah, I was, I was going to not say anything about that one. I was just going to leave that. <laughs> that wasn't the correct sentence at all. It was more of a question. It's like, if you don't have a dishwasher, does it? <laughs> Except it kind of ran together a bit too fast. Well, if you were, if you had a dishwasher, you wouldn't be doing any of the washing up, and therefore be incredibly uneven. Well, no, but some of it you, you can't not do. Somewhat like things with Teflon on it. Apparently, you can't dishwash because it like spreads and gets on everything else, and you know then you could so just have food on Teflon, which you're not supposed to eat from. So just buy some different materials. But but then isn't like all non-stick. Decent non-stick pans made with a Teflon coating. Oh. Not always. Teflon. Oh, no way. Oh, no way. That's the that's the advert for that's the old Revlon sound. The old Rev, I don't know why I remember that. It's just like it was like the old Revlon ads. Like is Revlon still a thing? Probably. I don't know. But they used to go Revlon at the end of it with a weird sort of filter effect. Hmm. Get your get your make get your makeup from a pan manufacturer. That's what. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Teflo. <laughs> get get the Morphe Richards look. <laughs> I don't even know if Morphe Richards make pants. <laughs> they make kettles. That's true. And irons. They make fail kettles. Fail kettles. Why kettles are Morphe Richards? Actually, I don't know. Is it Morphe Richards? Probably. You probably used it all night. I don't know about that. I think the last kettle we had at home was a was a Morphe Richards, which was basically exactly the same as the one we had now, which made me doubly disappointed when we got the new one. It's just like, what are you doing? You knew this one was bad. Yeah, it's like, it's got the exact same fucking problems as the last one. Why? <laughs> and now it's developed an even more annoying problem that's not just bad design, like I was discussing with your kettle, where, where now the like the the metal filter plate thing in the front that stops all the scale getting into your tea that mm. just keeps falling out all the time. Oh, so then the scale, you just get a lump of scale and just follow it. Yeah. Well, not, not following it even. It's like, well, typically when I tip it upside down to empty all the water out before I put new water in, mm. sometimes then it pops out, but that's easy enough to deal with. Sure. But sometimes it, when you like put it down to maybe start boiling it or whatever, then it pops out and falls into the water. Oh. And then you're like, and the hole in the top of the kettle is barely big enough to like fit your hand in. So you're trying to fish the damn thing out before you've boiled the water yeah, to shove it in there and then when you boil it. And then if it falls out after you boil it, you're fucked. Yeah. Because you don't want to waste that water. <laughs> well, because it's fucking boiling hot. Is <laughs> <laughs> that. Yeah, you need a... Either an appropriate spoon or something with which to just yeah, you need out. like tongs or something to actually get in there. What about a noodle tea? Yeah, that right. maybe <laughs> just stick a noodle tea in it. Although even before I know, even before the filter was literally falling out, scale still got through it quite often, and I was like, mm. "How is that happening?" Maybe it was actually loose before it noticeably fell out, mm. like, like it was just opening up a crack or something. So, so is this your new one? Is now doubly fucked, or is this? Yeah, this is the new one. 
the old one had a different kind of filter that jammed in there a bit better. Mm. <laughs> this one's just a bit loose, apparently. But I want to. Do you reckon that's intentional for some reason, or like? Well, you, it, they need to be detachable so you can take them out and clean them because the scale clogs it up over time. Mm. Like the little bits of scale that get caught in the mesh. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you reckon it's a really, really bad design flaw where when it's cold? It's, it's smaller. Yeah, so then something expands, like the in the thing in which the the filter sits expands when it gets hot. That would and be bad. It falls out. <laughs> yeah, that would be a prime example of not thinking it through. Did your kettle even have a filter? Yeah, I think it does. Where is it in there? Because it must be fucking impossible to get out if it's in down where the spout. Because of your like old fashioned design of your kettle, we've never got it out. No, <laughs> you barely ever remove the scale with like when you slosh the water around and you hear the scale sloshing around because there's so much of it. It's fine, the filter stops it. Apparently. <laughs> don't, don't, don't need to worry about it. It's doing its job. Stop, stops the crap coming out. It can stay in there. <laughs> stops the crap coming out. <laughs> Kills it. Uh, what have you been up to? Anything interesting? Anything, anything non-kettle related? <laughs> tales from the kitchen. Tales again. from the kitchen. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember anything particularly. Tales from the kitchen. No toaster disasters. We don't really have toaster disasters. And George Foreman didn't get off with the microwave. <laughs> I don't know. It's a very big drama. <laughs> I did accidentally fuck up a pizza one time. What? What? Oh, you shouldn't be telling me this. Wait, what was that a pizza? <laughs> How did you... What? No, it was, it was chicken. You're okay. It was actually chicken, not a pizza. That was all right. Chicken, chicken and a cone. So our oven is one of those like multi-ovens, so it does like actual oven as well as microwave or whatever. Oh, okay, like a combi. Yeah. So I'd set it up to preheat because I was going to cook some chicken in it. And unlike you, I actually preheat stuff before I put it in. <laughs> Maybe because the oven can do it. You just set the preheat, then it beeps when it's ready. Yeah, yeah. You have to time it or wait or wait for a light to turn off or whatever, like your oven. So I preheated it up. I shoved the chicken in there, and it's like where you cook it for how, some period of time, and then you turn it over or take it out or shift it around or whatever the fuck you actually have to do. Mm. So I put it in there, and then when it, when it beeped to come for me to come do whatever with it, I went and opened it up. Did, did whatever I had to do to this bit of chicken. Put it back in. <laughs> that sounds honest. Close the door. It's like, press the button to start the time. But then I realized that I'd accidentally, like, put them in there wrong or whatever. Like, the shelf wasn't sitting correctly. Right. So I opened it up again, fuck around with it, put it back in, close the door, push the button again. But the trouble is, if you open it and close it, when it's not waiting for you to do it, it basically resets. Oh, it cancelled out. Yeah, so when I closed it again and hit start, it just turned it onto the microwave. Oh, no. And it really fucked that chicken up real good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was if you were just microwave chicken then. Like... <laughs> well, if you microwave it for as long as it was meant to be oven, <laughs> it gets very horrible and sweaty. Oh. Does it just go, like, real squidgy and, like... No, it's not. It just, like, gets burnt. Yeah. <laughs> just goes brown. It's like bacon, how that gets okay. crispy if you burnt gravy. It's so sort of burnt on the inside. Yeah, we just burnt all over. Because oh, they've been there for a real long time before anyone noticed. They were like, oh, well, shit. Food for the chicken. Yep. Then I ate something else. I don't remember what else I ate. Wait, was that the pizza? <laughs> Could have been. Good choice. <laughs> like, about this chicken, have pizza instead. <laughs> yeah, always. It's the backup food of kings. The primary food of kings. 
It's just food. It's just food. <laughs> it's just food. Of kings. Of kings. So I went to Manchester. Yeah. It's Manchester. <laughs> okay. It's a long bloody drive. I noticed. That's why we're doing a podcast on Monday. Yeah. What happened on the return trip? Was it just like unusually long or was it just long? Well, no, it's the fact that I was quite hungover and then still have been a little bit today. Okay. <laughs> and then by the time we got in, it's just like, man, I don't really want to be doing anything right now. Let's 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 watch the X Factor results shows back to back. Let's see Saturday and then Sunday in one go. <laughs> Yes, that was dumb as well. I was kind of hoping we weren't going to discuss it. Uh, That's why I talked about it before the podcast, because I don't really want to talk about it on the podcast. No, it's not really something I guess we have to cover. It was dumb. Yeah, it was dumb. It was dumb. Apparently. How did that guy win? Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> that was no spoilers. Well, actually, I guess you said guy. <laughs> well, there were two guys in the final. So, yes, you know. but that's, still, that's like one third of a spoiler. But yeah, but even so, yeah, that, that's spoiler enough, because she should have totally won. Yeah. You're all wrong. <laughs> England, you are wrong. <laughs> At least 50% of you, anyway. I think that was how much vote he got. Yeah. What, out of two? 50%? No, out of three. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was like 50, 30, 20. Oh, okay. <laughs> but then they wonder what the second vote was, then. What do you mean? Because they did the three, then they knocked it down to two, and then on Sunday they did just the two. No. Yeah. I don't think it said that. Perhaps they don't know yet. The numbers were not releasable. Maybe. Not accurate enough. Not verified by Visa. <laughs> I hate that phrase. I don't, know, I don't know why. It's not about verified by Visa. Just what, Why is that bad? Because uh, I would kind of hope that just the fact of me using a Visa card is enough. Like, I don't have to be reminded that I'm using a Visa card, therefore it has to be verified by Visa. As if that's some kind of assurance. It's like, no, I expect it to be verified by Visa because it's a Visa card. But it wasn't at some point in the past, and now it is. What? That, that's even more scary. <laughs> Not really, because in the past no one was paying attention, so there wasn't, <laughs> wasn't as much risk. Yeah. I guess. I don't understand that verified by Visa thing anyway, because nowadays it, on my card it doesn't actually seem to do it. Yeah, it depends what site you're on. But, like a lot of the time it pops up the box and it's like here's the verified by visa box and then that box is just like loading and then it just goes away <laughs> yeah. it doesn't bother with the enter the whatever letter of your thing or whatever and I'm just like that's strange surely the whole point of that is it's meant to verify it like maybe every time uh, it depends <laughs> I, I actually know a bit about how that process works working in that field so yeah. it's like that I, I can see that could happen I'm not saying it's right, but I can see why that would happen. It basically means the the initial payment provider was told by their their own systems. It's like, hey, you need to redirect to uh, this this verification service, and then you do so, and then the verification service says, "Now nah, you're good." <laughs> okay, <laughs> I can see that happening because they're two different things. They're not, you know, they're run by two different companies, and they might go out of sync, I suppose, in what they know about shit. Hmm. So. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then. This is a podcast about video games. No, it's a podcast about news, which is mostly about video games. News about video games. Sometimes. Sometimes. I wouldn't say it's exactly about video games. 
<laughs> really? Well, could... what, what are we about then? Give us the give us the solo cast. Well, I, not, not what our podcast is about. What's the news section about? This is what okay. <laughs> the news section is mostly about video games, but sometimes it's things vaguely related to video games. What, you mean like Star Wars? Yeah, exactly. That wasn't really in news, though. That, well, I guess no, that was in news, wasn't it, last time? No! <laughs> or the Jurassic World trailer. Yes, exactly. It's Jurassic Park with, with dinosaurs they made. We already talked about that. I know. They made dinosaurs. <laughs> That's the whole point of it. They made a new dinosaur. So and a, and, a, and a raptor army. What's been happening in news? Well, uh, my, the two, bit, two bits of news that I can remember are about Steam. Firstly... Tell me about Steam. Firstly, they made... Steam Broadcasting in beta. Yeah, yeah, that happened. Which is basically like Twitch, only built into Steam. Have you actually tried it? Have you seen, or have you tried broadcasting or at least watching? Well, I, I broadcast to, to Kippers, and he said it was <laughs> just like Twitch, and then I tried watching some streams, but I couldn't really get it. I think my internet was being a bit shitty, so like it wasn't connecting very well, but I did see a couple of... It's just a window with like the screen and then a chat. Okay. <laughs> and that's it. It's fine. But, um, like, you know, with my shitty internet, it's not, my shitty internet is, like, the minimum possible setting on Steam is as fast as my internet can possibly go. So it's like, I'm just yeah. barely, just yeah. barely in range to even do it. Yeah. Is it, like, so do do programs just accept it? Can you, do you have to do any complex setup to get things to no, stream to? you don't have to do anything. It's based on the overlay, so it's all automatic. Which is doubly weird. Oh, I see. So you just do it from Steam. You don't need a capture program. No. Oh, interesting. Which is doubly weird because you can add any program to the overlay and it will still record it. Like I, str- I ran Guild Wars through Steam and Kiffers watched me play it. Oh, wow. Because it was just using running through the overlay. Oh, that's interesting. Which, of course, immediately meant everyone was fucking around watching porn and stuff because you could just like add a video player EXE to Steam with the overlay oh, yeah. <laughs> and just stream whatever the fuck you want for it. Oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. It's like the playroom all over again. Yep. <laughs> That's quite funny. It was quite dumb. I'm surprised they didn't immediately turn that off. Because there's no... I mean... I mean, is it still all there then? As far... Well... Is it like... Presumably they're watching it more now and like... Is maybe. it bannable or something? Well, it's yeah, like, oh, so. oh, hey, you're streaming VLC. That's probably bad. <laughs> well, because I... Like, at the time when I first did it, I'd heard some people saying that they were probably going to turn off the over just like the non steam program streaming. Yeah. But then they apparently hadn't by the time I tre- tested it. So <laughs> I haven't checked in since then. Mm. <laughs> Man. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is a bit. It's kind of awesome in its own weird way though. It's like it's- when I was talking to Kivers about how like the overlay can stream anything, there's a setting in there in the streaming where you can have it stream your desktop when you're not running it a game or okay. like some I'm not sure what it means by that exactly because presumably the overlay still has to exist for in order for it to stream at all because it's mm. clearly running through that system and did they put that in there for games that they can't necessarily run the overlay on so it just Maybe, yeah, or like desktop. or so you can like use your desktop to do other things related to your game stream like you know show images or text or whatever. Mm. I don't know. But, but then, so then, yeah, Kippers was just like, well, if they're allowing you to stream the desktop, then they, they can't really stop you from streaming whatever the fuck you want because you can just put it there. <laughs> yeah, they would, have to be, they would just have to be more policing about it, wouldn't they? Yeah. Isn't necessarily Seems a like thing. a lot of, lot of effort Yeah, that they may or may not do once it comes out of beta. We'll see. 
Uh, yeah, that's what I guess that's the advantage of doing anything in Vita for a long time because then you can just feel like, well, this is what I You can discover how fun this is. <laughs> yeah. Which, which leads nicely on to the second story about Steam mm. about something that they, I guess, didn't do in Vita and immediately got fucked by. Is <laughs> this the auction by any chance? Yeah. <laughs> Spectacular failure. So I didn't. I haven't quite figured out what this is. Like, is it really as weird as it sounds? To try and explain it to me is like. Well, they're they're making an auction to just like get get games and stuff products off Steam, mm. and that's fine, I guess. I mean, there's. I did think it was a bit weird where they have like a little bit of text at the bottom of the auction list where it's like, many thanks to all the developers who gave their games to the Steam auction or whatever. And it's like, it's a list of like 300 different games and wow. all kind of, actually it might be more than that, it might be 3,000, I might be out by a factor of 10 or something. There's like pages and pages and there's all kinds of shit. Like there's not just games, there's like bits of DLC, like there's, there's DLC for like one of those um, foreign language learning programs and stuff in there. It's not just like games and stuff. It's yeah, like weird. literally everything. And I'm like, so I'm not really convinced that every developer there gave permission for this to happen. No, but. maybe not. <laughs> they just, yeah, perhaps Valve just said, look, we're doing it. Yeah. And it's like, and if it, maybe it was the, the unopt-out process. You need to tell us if you don't want this in and maybe we'll get it into the system that you don't want to do it in time. Yeah, so yeah, it's basically a giant list of games and stuff and then you bid on them with gems and the gems are made by recycling shit out of your inventory. But what if all I have in my inventory is cards? Those are, have some value of gems. So I saw stuff for like that was being bid on like in the millions of gems. Like, what's the conversion rate? Well, this was the problem. So what happened was, like, so it comes online... And I saw it kind of immediately by accident. I just coincidentally have to look at Steam when it updated or whatever. And so I went and looked at like my inventory and stuff. So what they're basically, obviously what their original intention for this system was that it's a way to get rid of a whole bunch of like emotes and backgrounds that people never use. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because it's just like, here's a bunch of shit in your inventory you're never going to use and you can't really sell it because no one else actually wants them either. Yeah. So you might as, so now you can convert them into gems and then use it into this bidding system or whatever. So it was just, it seemed like a good idea. Probably when they first originally conceived it, they were like, yeah, that's, that seems like a good logical way to clean up our inventory system a bit and get rid of some crap that no one ever looks at. Right. So they put it up and then so people started converting shit and it's like, so emotes are like a hundred gems and then, and then backgrounds are like probably a hundred as well. It seem like a lot. No. And then cards are like one to 30 gems depending on some mysterious... Some rarity. It, it doesn't seem re- actually related to how rare the cards are like market-wise mm. or like how many people play the game or something. It's just like, I don't I don't really know what determines how much an actual card is worth in general. Okay, finger in the air scale. Yeah. yeah, but they have they have like some value. So you can convert like a bunch of shit into gems and if you want to sell them on the market, you have to package them up into a thousands. Right. Right, so you have to have a thousand to actually be able to do it. And simultaneously, not really related to the auction, apparently, because it seems like this is going to persist after the auction, because the gems are going to pers- persist. Okay, that's that was one of the questions I was going to ask. Is like, what the fuck happens if you get rid of all this stuff, and then the auction ends, and it's like, what happens to the gems? Well, apparently what's going to happen is the gems are going to persist, and then they also introduced a thing where you can use the gems to create card booster packs for games that you're already eligible for booster packs for. I see. You could trade your gems back for just For boosters. more cards, yeah. Right. Oh, that makes a bit more sense. So, yeah, that's, that's how they're going to have this. That's like... 
if they just introduced that system by itself, that probably would have been fine. fine yeah. <laughs> it would have been a logical way to get rid of crap no one cares about in their inventory. It becomes a bit like a crafting system, doesn't it? Like from, from TF, like you just get rid of the. Yeah, you turn your weapons into scrap and then yeah. turn the scrap into something you want, theoretically. Only in, I guess, in the card case, you can actually target it a bit better than you can with hats. I guess, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. So, but then you're, so you're making the gems and then you're bidding the gems on the auction. And it's like, so immediately when it came up, I was looking at the values and I was like, well, this doesn't fucking make any sense. Because it's like, my, I had a moat in my inventory that were like 100 gems and they were going on the market for about 6p or whatever. Right. And, well, theoretically, the lowest value you can actually sell anything on the sea market for is 3p. Okay. <laughs> Just because of taxes or whatever and however much cut Valve has to take. It's like... Oh, because that's what gives you one. <laughs> yeah, one okay. gives you 1p. So <laughs> I was looking at the value, and then you look at a bag of a 1,000 gems on the market, and they were going for, like, 23p. And I was like, that doesn't add up. If you're taking 10, 10 emotes and you assume the emotes even cost less than they do, if the, if 10 emotes cost 3p, that's still 30p's worth of emotes. Yeah. And I was like, well, I, I was like, well, that doesn't make much sense, but I guess it's sort of acceptable because it's like, you can't sell fucking emotes. Mm. So if you're going to get less cash, like if, you, if, if you're theoretically going to get less value, but it's at least something that people want, yeah, that's maybe. maybe okay. That's maybe. like, as a supply and demand thing, that kind of makes sense. Mm. So that's what it looked like initially. But then, like, when I checked in a few hours later, the price of the gem bags had crashed all the way down to 3p. I was like, well, that's now something's clearly actually wrong because <laughs> that's the lowest thing you could, lowest price they could possibly be. So what had actually happened was, naturally, someone had found a duplication exploit and just made a million, million gems. Oh. Because <laughs> I did see at the notice that they took the whole thing yeah, down they at just, one point and restarted it all. Yes, they just destroyed the entire thing. Mm. So it was like, oh, well, fuck, we better stop that. So, yeah, they basically fucked around with it and tried and fixed whatever exploit and then brought it back up and then refunded all the trades and all. it was a big a big old hassle yeah like if you it's it, like it, they reversed most gem trades but if you traded an item for gems they couldn't reverse that so they just gave away free copies of Carrot Strike Go <laughs> oh really <laughs> which is weird but yeah. I suppose they had to make good somehow yeah but- at least if that ended up in your inventory, that's something else you could probably trade for more gems. <laughs> I don't think you can trade actual games. Uh, unless between people, I'm sure you could. Like, you could arrange a trade. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can just sell it. if they're in your inventory, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then, like, the gem bags eventually came back onto the market, and now they're going for, like, 40-odd P, which I guess is a reasonable value. Although there still seems to be millions of gems in the system. Because there yeah. are certain things in the list well, that are already over I mean, hundreds of thousands of gems. And I, I, I'm sure I saw something up near the top that was like a well over a few million. But the thing about it is that like this is only the first round of auctions, and the auctions run from the 15th of December to the 18th of December every 45 minutes. So that's like three days worth of 45 minute chunks. So that's like 300 auctions or something. Mm. Less than that. <laughs> but what are the chances of actually getting a bargain here? Like, uh, I mean, it's not because you're trading your items, I suppose. Like, well, I, I want well, to you... know what the I don't want to know what like the Dota style, uh, like uh, real world prices. Well, if you assume things. that like 
if you assume that you're making, if you assume that everyone's making gems out of shit that they don't care about, like emotes, mm. so that's already forty p for a thousand gems is acceptable, I guess. And theoretically, if the pri- if like the sort of prices that look like they might be reasonable but aren't going to be for this first round of auctions, I mean, it might be like ten thousand gems to get something, and that's only like you know four quid. Which is hmm. sort of not terrible for some smaller games. No, and I suppose there is a the risk. Well, how does it work? Like, do you do you have to be in a certain percentile or something to get it, or do you have to literally just be the top bidder? And, and it's not really very well defined what's actually going to happen because hmm. obviously it's like if you don't succeed in your bid, you get the gems back, and it has auto bidding up to your limit or whatever, okay, and sure. all that kind of stuff, and you can't snipe or or something. There's some kind of actual anti-sniping mechanism in there mm. so yeah may you, i mean obviously the f- do you want to know what the top selling um or the currently hot the current highest bid is well it's over a million on the stupid holiday thing well it's not a million at the moment Isn't apparently it? it's six hundred and sixty-six thousand. i could swore it was a million last time i looked i'm, I'm sure it was when i looked yeah <laughs> maybe that was someone the account got deleted one of the people who made a whole bunch of gems <laughs> yeah but yeah, it's currently 666,000 gems, which by your logic works out at what, like 40 quid? Or? Yeah, probably. Or 50 quid? Quite, for, quite a lot. For a 2014 holiday profile theme? Yes. So good, yeah. Good God, people are nuts. Really, we'll just. It's like you basically just have to ignore that first page of auctions. The, like the first round it will only actually become possible to win things once it goes into the 45 minute cycle because that's fast enough that mm. there'll be actual opportunities for people with same amounts of gems to bid <laughs> yeah because the range here is quite large like the recently released indie title bit dungeon 2 currently has 8000 yeah whereas mordor is 52000 that's not even that much really so is it sort of worth getting involved with? Just buy a shit ton of shit for your inventory somehow? With... We just buy the gems off people. No, okay. Don't buy shit. Because presumably by this point, the supply and demand will have like evened everything out. Like all the cars and the moats and everything that are below the limit of valuable con- conversion into gems will presumably have already been bought. <laughs> well, there's all the, um, the vocal coach stuff. Hey, do you want to learn Bulgarian? How many gems? Two thousand. Oh, wow. Two thousand gems. Well, that's get... the DLC, though. So it is the DLC. The yeah, you'd, you'd need to you'd need to buy Influent in order to use the Influent <laughs> DLC packs. There's 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 German and Mandarin and Japanese. So yeah, that's weird and dumb, and it's like I almost kind of don't want to participate out of principle at this point. It is weird. <laughs> it is weird. It's like it's like. It feels even weirder. Like, I was okay with trading cards. Yeah. To be honest, that was kind of... That's kind of cool. Um, even with the silly money side of it as well. That is, that is kind of a cool thing. But is this going too far in some ways? I don't know. It feels a little gross. Well, the fact that they cocked up that badly was the main problem. Yeah, well, yeah. It's like it tainted the whole system now. You can't... If you buy gems, it's like you're probably buying dirty gems. Dirty gems. Dirty gems. <laughs> Not having your dirty gems. It's like the only the only thing that I'm actually interested in is the gem conversion to boost packs. 
because then I will be able to get rid of some of the shitty emotes and backgrounds that I've got in my, my inventory. Yeah. <laughs> I will be able to make more booster facts, although probably only like one more booster fact because the actual value conversion to booster facts is like not up to a thousand gems for one booster pack. So I could probably only make like one out of most of the stuff in my inventory. <laughs> You get a single table for pinball effects for three thousand gems. Oh, there's a one. There's one. There's a different table here for four thousand. <laughs> so yeah, that's what's been happening on Steam. What's that, like forty p. That's their pre-Christmas craziness. Yeah, apparently it's just going to roll in directly into the holiday sale. So the holiday sale should start on the eighteenth. Uh, they'll just have some of these. What these will be running alongside, or will they stop it for the sale? No, I think it just ends at the sale. Okay, I think the auction is meant to be fifteenth to eighteenth, and then the eighteenth is just when the holiday sale is going to start. Sixteen thousand gems for Goat Simulator. <laughs> That's pretty cheap. It's a game of twenty fourteen. Maybe we should play it. <laughs> but you need to play it you can just watch it and that'll do well I'll understand <laughs> yes and you got something like Borderlands 2 up at 25 grand <laughs> weird thing yep what, what a weird thing it's weird and dumb oh man I should if I grab my phone I should find that post on the on the giant bomb forums of someone who did a dramatic interpretation of Valve HQ during the during <laughs> the cloning saga was it like like the dramatic reading of the? <laughs> no, it wasn't like an actual letter. What was that even for? E Balmer or something? Or what was yeah, that site like used to be called? E Balmer's World. E Balmer's World. That's it. The the lol. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like the the lol. Yes, the lol. Lol. <laughs> literally, literally ran out, out the, the door. door. Lol. <laughs> yes, exactly like that. So uh, anyway, what other news have you got while well, I look on the internet? In, in, I suppose while we're on retail, yeah. Like, so the Nintendo stock problems with Smash Brothers got worse. How so? Well, because at the last last we talked about it on the cast, we were talking about that people's orders were being delayed till supposedly December nineteenth. Oh right, yeah, and things like that. Uh, it, that didn't last for long, and then. They just started straight up cancelling well, because I, they had no idea that, that they they can't get how much stock will be coming from Nintendo out of them. So they were just like, to be on the safe side, we need to cancel everything. Well, I did say that that was sort of happening already in America yeah, by the it, point that we was. were talking about it. And it made it over here, and it's like, oh, poo. It's real disappointing. Yes, it is. Because... Because then we can't play fucking Smash Brothers with game with the pro- with God the, damn it! With the controller that that game was designed for. And well, we'll talk about it later. But I, I can't help but feel that's the only way to play it. Yeah, exactly. Even even if I'm trying to get used to other methods, it's like that's the way. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Nintendo doing what Nintendo normally does and totally underestimating demand. Maybe intentionally. Apparently. Maybe intentionally. Yeah, I don't know if I buy that, but it's possible. I guess that it creates this air of exclusivity and it's like we well, need to fucking sell some consoles <laughs> it's like it's like it, at this point your shit not being available is probably hurting you yeah because what was it if, if you have like a especially for it basically being their Christmas game coincidentally because <laughs> what was it the like if you have a hit game on a Nintendo platform the adoption rates end up being super high 
Like Mario yeah. Kart's adoption rate is apparently fifty percent, which is insane. Like I think any game on any other platform would love to have that sort of success, right? But I mean, surely Smash Brothers must get close to that as well. Oh, well, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's a little more niche than Mario Kart. Mm, yeah, but, I guess so. But even so, it's probably the reason a lot of people have even bought Wii U's. You know, like myself. <laughs> and Smash was basically the driving force. It just happens that it's just been lucky that Nintendo's had a pretty good year. Oh, here we go. I found the paste. <laughs> Lol. Are you ready for a dramatic reading? Can, can you dramatically read it? Um, probably not. This will be good. So this is a forum post by... I have to call out the actual names since I'm just going to read this. Okay. It's the Giant Bomb user Giant Stalker. <laughs> Okay, hey, Giant Stalker. Coincidentally, in reply to a guy called Bacon Games saying, I would love to have heard the conversations on Valve during this whole thing. And this is his dramatic interpretation of the conversations of Valve during this whole thing. (laughs) 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 It's like, so. (laughs) A man stares blankly at his monitor, a look of abject horror on his face as he witnesses the meltdown of December 2014's Steam auction. His supervisor stands back, more agape, at the ramifications of it all. After an eternity of stunned silence, he awkwardly clears his throat and runs under his breath. We we can't ignore this. We can't hide this. He whispers in hushed tones. Gaiman must be informed immediately. <laughs> <laughs> informed of what? Says a third much larger figure in the shadows behind. <laughs> <laughs> the others swoop to attention and avert their gazes to the ground. My lord, the master squeaks. <laughs> Newell steps forward and points. You speak. The auction has summoned a setback, sir. The gems have been. The longer cave stands there. The colder and darker the room seems to become. Have been what? <laughs> They've been duplicated. It's an exploit. The prices of booster packs have plummeted. They're now worth just a few cents. What used to be over a dollar is now only about three. Out of not that number in my presence. <laughs> <laughs> the Faust apologies. What is to become of the auction? What of the gems already in the system? There's a short pause before the large figure grumbles his reply. This ends now. <laughs> I beg your pardon, my liege, but it can't be saved. We can fix this. Give us another chance. This ends now, the giant fellows. I will not tell you another time. Is that clear? As glass, Lord Neo, we should fill the plug on it immediately. Before the groveling can cease, Gabe has shifted back into the shadows. His disappointed voice echoes around the room. Tomorrow, you should meet me in my chamber of knives. <laughs> <laughs> Deafly silence settles over the room. One person coughs. A single pencil drop pencil clicks to the floor. <laughs> Bring the economist. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. That's a good one. <laughs> Bring the economist. I like that. I, like the fact, I just like the concept of Gabe Newell having a chamber of knives. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of knives. Utter that number. No <laughs> that was a good one. It's handily convenient that the minimum price on Steam is in fact free. Yeah. <laughs> to make that a double joke. It's reduced to three cents. Yeah, I see what you did that. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, that's the Steam news again. Back to what we were talking about. Smash Bros. Yes. Well, Only not really. Well, yeah, not really. I don't really have much to really add to that. that no, was... that was the news. Yeah. Suppose we could stay on, on staying on Nintendo. I guess some stuff came out of the the Game Awards mm. um, for Nintendo, like they were 
essentially demoing the world of the new Zelda game. Oh, right, yeah, I think I saw a bit of that. Yeah, I haven't actually watched it. But like, well, the main problem of it is, is that for some reason they decided that they weren't going to make it an actual demo. They were going to make it here on a TV screen with two guys sitting next to it talking about it. Which has made a lot of people really weirdly sceptical about it, haven't they? It's like, I don't... Well, it's because they can't see it at full resolution or whatever. But I think it... I I kind of agree with the the thought that they did that because perhaps there's some rough edges. Well, I think it's it's fairly clear that there's some rough edges, really. Even from, like, just the way it cuts between different scenes. I mean, obviously... I guess in the game, that's maybe is because it's cutting between different places. It's not really designed to do that, I suppose. But yeah, maybe. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it might be something that the game. Yeah, you just don't do in the game. Yeah. So. I didn't really watch all of that, mainly because I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't withstand the annoying like dubbed translations. Oh right, okay. <laughs> Was it like super super cheesy voice? Yes, exactly. Super cheesy voice. Were they were they streaming it live with the translators? Like, I don't know what what they did at the time. Hmm. I only saw it as a video later. Was it like a, part of a direct or something? Or probably, I imagine it would have been. Hmm. Seems like the kind of thing they do. But yeah, so you see, saw some of that. The important thing being that apparently horses won't ride into trees because that's not realistic. <laughs> They're like horses don't ride into trees naturally, so we made our horses not ride into trees. <laughs> Like, as in the horse kind of has some kind of automatic pathing AI, even when you're not directly controlling it. So it's like, it will try to go vaguely in the direction you pointed it last, but then that also allows you to do things like shoot the bow, because it automatically navigates around obstacles so your horse doesn't bump into a tree and stop. (laughs) Sure. Trying to perhaps solve some... I can't remember how games like Red Dead and stuff handled it, whether they had like a snap-to-road thing or auto-drive. Yeah, I think they did it to some extent. And also in in Red Dead's case, there wasn't quite so many tree-like obstacles. There was cliffs and rocks. I, I guess, yeah, there were certain areas of the map that could be a little confined. Yeah. Like hills and stuff, you'd be a little trickier to traverse. And you didn't really want to ride off into the wilderness because it got dangerous out there. <laughs> like stay away from the... If you just went off the roads, it could, could be a little problematic. Hmm. So... Uh, Apparently that's coming out next year. Well, sure. It's a whole year of time that they've got to work on that. Yeah, I know, but it seems doesn't seem like I suppose in Nintendo time that's not so bad. They do have a tendency of like showing you the first bit of a game and then it being friggin' ages until it actually comes out. Yeah, but uh, and apparently it's been said that the Star Fox game will come out before it. Well, that's not surprising either, because Star Fox is a much easier game to make. I guess, but we've seen so much less of it. It's not much to see. It's just spaceships <laughs> shooting things. Shut up, Star Fox is amazing. It better be amazing. Better not be another Star Fox assault, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, but that's cool. That means we get to look forward to... Um, there's at least three... Uh, Nintendo games to look forward to next year on the Wii U. In fact, <laughs> Eventually, I'm yes. putting Splatoon in that as well. Oh, yeah. Because that looks great. So, good news, Nintendo fans. Sort of. Apart from there's been this whole like entire year where there hasn't been anything on the Wii U. <laughs> well, well <laughs> Bayonetta 2, yes. Mario Kart 8. That's like the only thing. Those, those, if you were t- going by the same logic, there's been three good games on the Wii U this year. Yeah, America 8, Bayonetta 2, and Smash Bros. Yes, but it was like practically launch. It's 
<laughs> you can't have a, such a shitty. You have to have something to start it off with. That's the problem. Mm. Well, I guess that's the other thing. Like, it, Captain Toad has now become is now no longer a game of 2014 in Europe. Yeah, because it got bumped until next year. Uh, but in America, it's already out. Yeah, and stuff like that. And apparently, it's pretty great. Not. Not maybe not worth the money though. No, I've, I've heard that as well. But it's not a full price release, is it? Well, no. Yeah. But apparently, maybe not even worth the less price. Mm. But I, I guess that's you know the normal paying for the Nintendo seal of quality problem. Yeah, but oh, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with good games. Like even even like I you know I, even I came round to the idea that the new Super Mario Bros. U was pretty okay, you know. Because you probably, only played like one of them. Yeah, yeah, that, that's also probably true. Probably true. I, I, I think I've only played one. Yes, <laughs> yeah, you would know. Maybe secretly, I've now played all of them. Someone kept in, coming into your house and changing the disc, and you <laughs> couldn't even tell. Yeah, because it was just another level. Exactly. Just. It's all the same. Uh, yeah. Broken games are broken. We said that last time. I know, but it keeps going. <laughs> it doesn't. There's no actual new news oh, about that situation. Well, did we talk about the... I suppose we did talk about the Ubisoft season pass stuff, didn't we, last yeah, time? Yeah, we did. And, okay, well, that's all done. Um, it, it, well, and the fact that there's been another Halo patch that was described as, we've got it this time, we've got it. And it's like better, but not fixed. No. no. Oh, and the, the Assassin's Creed Unity patch like did like one or two percent improvements in, in frame rate and stuff. It's like, oh great, that was well worth it, guys. Just <laughs> that. Uh, but you know, the year of the broken game continues. I hear people are kind of pissed at Destiny for like the the first DLC, like makes some changes like. It adds. Oh, the grind. The end game grind is different. Well, I, yeah. I I hear that what they did was like they the one of the DLCs adds like a strike or whatever, which is like the end game content or whatever. Hmm. And no, it's like, was it the raid? Because there's or, the, the, the raids. Those, the raids are like the super late game stuff. It's one of the things you do quite late in the game anyway. Hmm. But it's it's a weekly thing. But they, they've added the DLC one to like the weekly pool. So if the DLC one comes up. On ran- at random during oh. your week, people without the DLC don't get their weekly thing. <laughs> I see. So it's like, that's kind of boots. Yeah, it's quite annoying. I can see that. That's That comes across as like a cynical business decision yeah, to exactly. move everyone to the DLC, and if you don't buy the DLC, you're fucked. Ha ha. Yeah, exactly. That's why everyone's pissed. Yeah. Yeah, that seems rightly, rightly, rightly angered. Seems legit, and it's not like it's not like Destiny is like it's not multiplayer enough to worry about splitting the user base. No, (laughs) you don't have to get everyone into the DLC. Yeah, and they're still claiming tons of users, aren't they? Yeah. So it seems a bit of a weird thing to do, but again, Activision loves money, so you know. Activision. (laughs) Well, it's published by Activision, isn't it? Yeah, but how much were they really getting? I don't know. It cost them like 500 million to dev this thing. That's true. Well, not even. 
Yeah, I don't even know how much of that was their money exactly. You, you never do, like, I suppose. It could have been Bungie's. Bungie's would have must have had a shit ton of money. <laughs> or maybe Microsoft too. Yeah, yeah. Also possible. Also possible. I'm trying to think. There's some. Oh, there's, some people have. And I, I haven't experienced it myself, but uh, in the broken games of broken saga, apparently the Smash Bros. Online stuff isn't too hot. Well, the 3DS one had some kind of problems. Yeah. Like apparently the Wii U version just about just straight up doesn't work for some people. Or it wouldn't be that surprising because it's just like, what it's... sort of internet configurations options do you even have in a Wii U? Like not a great deal. Yeah, like Nintendo still haven't really. Well, it's because it like just assumes oh you have the internet that's fine <laughs> I, I will I will work now. Yes, it doesn't let you actually fiddle with it at all. But then again, well, there shouldn't be a lot to fill with. I mean, most of the time you have to, when you have to tinker with that stuff, it's in your router or something, isn't it? These days. Yeah, but then some, you know, sometimes you need to tell it to boot, a boot, a boot your router. A boot your router. No, me boot my router. Yeah, the year of broken games continues. <laughs> it's not really a year. It's like three months of broken games. They will happen right at the end. Uh, yeah. Well, you might argue. Well, for me at least, Titanfall has always been a little busted. <laughs> yeah, for you. Yeah, for some reason, like the connection of it all just seems super dodgy. So I can't even say EA got away with it this year. But then, to a certain extent, you could say that EA got away with it this year because they just haven't put out many games. Yeah, exactly. So it probably, that, they, they, they probably would all be fucked. <laughs> I, I download... Except Dragon Age seems all right, doesn't it? People yeah, don't seem, supposedly. Yeah, people don't seem that annoyed with... I mean, it won the Game of the Year from the Game Awards, which I think is a bit odd. I don't know. It doesn't strike it doesn't strike me as the Game of the Year. Having not played it, that's a, that's a snap judgment. <laughs> There's but... not really been that many other spectacular ones. Playing it too. Come I on. knew you'd say that, but that's not that's not the right kind of game for that kind of award. Like, why not? It's a fun ass video game that everyone loves. Yeah, because it's not mainstream. I mean, it's like even Dragon Age winning it is like weirdly you not quite mainstream enough. Yeah, but they well, can probably couldn't well, just give it to Call of Duty because <laughs> a that's not a good game. Yeah, but particularly does, does it ever get those? Because like surely last year was like Last of Us and all that stuff, just walking away with everything. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know when was the but last time Call of Duty actually got anything. Even Last of Us is the is the right kind of game for mainstreamness. Yeah, sure. Because it's just like it's a shooter with zombies, sure, and a story, and <laughs> that's what makes it good. Yeah, and it was you know super well known enough. Yeah, which maybe you're right. Bayonetta two hasn't been well advertised and stuff like that. Because <laughs> well, the, yeah, you know, the fact that it ended up on the Wii U is really. great with that. I want to know what the what the situation was. I don't. I don't. Have a problem with you know how it, that game came about in the end, in that no one wanted to pick it up, and it n- took Nintendo to see that it was amazing, and <laughs> maybe and or the, just and to the, say like we'll give you some money to finish off this mostly finished game and then just put it on our platform. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but it, it took no, it took Nintendo to do that rather than anyone else. But I want to know what the situation was that meant Sega thought it was a bad idea to continue because they were the ones funding it originally and then pulled the plug and it took took Ninty to pick it up. 
It's like, well, yeah. it was, it was going to be on, which makes it a slightly weird product when you think about it. Cause there's quite a few Sega references still in it. Cause it was obviously partially developed. Well, that's and- not that weird for Nintendo at this point. <laughs> Nintendo and Sega are crossing over a lot more now. No, but like technically Sega aren't really involved in the well unless Sega own the IP, I don't know. But they don't get like a intro sequence credit or something. It's not like Sega are mm. uh he- uh heavily credited in the game. But there are a number of references, like Top Gun and oh, sorry, not Top Gun, Afterburner and things are still referenced. And... Mm. Makes it a kind of a weird thing. Because like, there's no real Nintendo references other than the costume stuff. <laughs> That's a fairly heavy Nintendo reference. But there's nothing in the like plot or something. Like those games are fucking bonkers enough. Where like in, at least in the first one, they're doing literal um, space harrier references in the middle of the bloody game and stuff like that. Or they'll be saying things that are quotes from different games. Like in Bayonetta 2, during the early sequences, you apparently charter a flight from a certain Alex the Kid. And it's, you know, things like that. It's like that line didn't even have to be there. You just threw it in there because it's a Sega thing. Yeah, but that's not necessarily even that unusual for any game. You can throw in dumb references like that. You don't even have to claim IP. You can just change one word to Alex the Kid yeah. and you're done. That's perfectly safe as a reference. Thing. Yeah, there's a faraway comment that Rodan makes about um, doing stuff with chickens that I can only assume refers to Billy Hatcher. And it's... Okay. I, I, I don't know I don't know what Billy Hatcher's about or how you actually end up playing it, but, you know, <laughs> it's... it's like, I'm playing this crazy game. We have to sprinkle eggs to make them hatch. It's like... Okay. Like, oh, what? <laughs> if that is a reference, that's even a bit weird. Yeah. But the game's full of them. I wonder what it would have been like had it been Nintendo from the start or something. Bring it up. Would well, they, what it would have, been, have just gone all Nintendo reference somehow? Or what it would have been like if they actually managed to release it on the PlayStation like they were going to originally? Well, it depends what the timelines used to be. Like, if it was before... If Bayonetta 2 was going to come out in decent time before next gen, like, how long was it sat on the shelf before Nintendo picked it up, I guess, is the question there. Hmm. Um but anyway, yeah, what else could you reckon could be up for Game of the Year type stuff? Let's not talk about that yet. We've still got like another two weeks before we actually Yeah, I have know, but I mean, I, mean, I meant like in the mainstreamy sort of games that things like the Game Awards would consider, because that doesn't concern Well, us. I haven't been thinking about games sufficiently enough to even remember what came out this year at this point, so... Fair enough. <laughs> As I said, that's for the next two weeks when I'll look at the wiki page and look through every single game that came out this year and be like, oh yeah... <laughs> You know, I totally didn't know that the second half of Broken Age just hadn't come out yet. Well, I, I knew that it had been hella delayed and there was a whole kerfuffle about it. I assumed it just like hadn't been that long after the first. I didn't realise it was still not out. Like, not, not like I, I sort of gave up caring about that game. But I don't remember exactly what happened. But well, didn't they even like think about re-kickstartering to get even more money? I think they said that, yeah. But then everyone got a bit annoyed at them. <laughs> yes, for obvious reasons. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, in Broken Games Are Broken, they supposedly have sort of fixed some of Drive Club now. That's right. the one game that seems to have been uh, improved marginally. Um, apparently some of the online challenge stuff, you know, it's selling point in a way. The thing that it did that was different from everything else. Yeah. Apparently that's back. Okay. And I didn't 
to check if this was if this had actually happened or not, but they were heavily hinting that one of the patches recently was including the rain. Okay. So they finally brought the rain. The thing that they were advertising the game with, like before it came out and stuff. It's like, hey, look how good our rain is. And it's like, it's finally made it into the game. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't care. Um, <laughs> so the other thing that happened was that PlayStation experience. Yeah. Um, which apparently was hella long. <laughs> <laughs> and yet not really that interesting. No. Yeah, number of weird announcements going on. I guess what everyone seems to be describing it as the biggest of announcement was the Street Fighter Five announcement. It wasn't really an announcement. It was just a teaser trailer. It was like and, a half leak. <laughs> yeah. And well, it was they were only supposed to show like the teaser trailer at first, and then because it got leaked, they bumped up the gameplay trailer to being in the show rather than showing a couple of weeks later. Um, I think I, I, I forget what it's called, but it's like a fighting tournament or something they were going to show it at. Right. Um, I was also, I, I, you know, it looks like Street Fighter, obviously, but a lot of people have been saying it's like, oh, I, I, I wish they'd have changed up the art style or something because, you know, Street Fighter 4's thing was the inky look. Yeah. And it's like, and I'm all kind of like, no, 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 that is, to me, that is now Street Fighter's look. I want you to go even more down that road and I think they've actually done a dead or alive and gone sort of back from it a little well, it's like the, can, it, it looks a bit less inky to I don't me. think you can less... go further than 4 did I think that was plenty enough but I really liked it I think it's it made it stand out from the crowd whereas I think the, what they've shown of 5 so far as I say looks a little dead or alive in a way sort of that exaggerated realism in a Silly way. It doesn't look quite as cartoony enough as, or as vibrant. It just looks like a little too close to generic high fidelity fighter to me. Mm. I don't know. I think I preferred how it used to be because Killer Instinct to me already locked up that look, like you know, slightly cartoony high fidelity fighter look, <laughs> just with an awesome announcer. Yes. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's hard for me to be sort of excited about it, but, no. you know, someone's going to be excited because it's Street Fighter, right? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. There's a lot of hints, apparently. Apparently, again, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you what it's a, how you would have discerned this or anything, that it is likely to be a little like either the Third Strike games will, or maybe a hint of Alpha in there or something. Mm. Um, no idea what that means. <laughs> so there you go. Street Fighter 5. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, what else happened? There was some No Man's Sky stuff. So, sort of, yeah. Sort of. Another still... was like, weird trailer that doesn't actually really show anything. Just sort of atmospheric shit and a portal. I guess the portals are the new <laughs> thing, right? <laughs> well, the funny thing about that trailer was... I'm not sure if it was like their official like what they labeled that thing as, but somewhere the trailer was labeled as five ways to travel in no man's sky. So it's only like, count four. <laughs> okay. Well, the, well, so you got there's walking, there's flying portals, there's portals. And I guess you count flying between planets. Cause that's like warp drive sort of. Oh, maybe. Yeah. But that's it. Or is what it, is the fifth mode? Space portals. I don't know. Portals in space. I don't think there was a space portal. There was just like warp drive. Hmm. So unless flying in atmosphere and flying in space count as two different things, I don't see five. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Swimming. 
<laughs> no, they never went in water. It's no buggy-like thing. No, there's just a spaceship and a different spaceship. I think we kind of want to just do a full-on Mass Effect and have that weird, what was it even called? The, the Mako. The Mako, yeah, just have, have a Mako vehicle to trundle around. They totally should. It was, it was fine. Yeah. I don't know what everyone was complaining about. Because <laughs> well, it was kind of dumb trying to get around some bits of that landscape. Well, what was kind of dumb wasn't the control of the vehicle. It was the design of the landscape. Yes, this is true. They hadn't really designed the landscape with the vehicle in mind. It was just like, here's a random bump map. Drive over it. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like low polygon count and everything. Yeah. It's like Scream of 4x4 or something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not wrong. And then you get that horrible moment. It's like, oh, a little bit stuck. Better fire the boosters, and of course, it fires you away from the thing you're trying to climb. It's yeah, like, oh, it doesn't fire you vertically. It fires you vertically, far up for like at right at right angles to the surface you're on. Yeah, not vertically compared to gravity. Yeah, like oh, stop! I'm just flown all the way back down. <laughs> and then you get killed by a thrashable. Yep, like, just appearing under you, and you're like, oh, for fuck's sake! That's basically the rule of Mass Effect 1, wasn't it? Save all the time. Well, and it, whenever you think there might be a fresh one, like when there's a big flat open space and there's a mission objective nearby, yeah. <laughs> just drive very carefully, and then when you see it, just drive in circles. Never stop moving. Never stop. Uh, what else happened then? I suppose there was the, the, the fake-out Final Fantasy thing. <laughs> It wasn't really a fake out. It was just really bad. Yeah, it was they pretty- didn't realise how much that was inevitably piss everyone off. It was like what they did with Vibram, basically. Apart from this time, it actually is the thing that everyone was worried about. Rather than like in Vibram's case, people wanted it to, to just be re-released. Yeah, <laughs> and released in new territories. In that case, I guess. But, but for Final Fantasy VII, it was like we kind of really want a remake here, not just need to release the same fucking game again. Well, yeah, because it's happened so much. It didn't need an on-stage announcement, no. because it? it's just another bloody port. And it's not even really another port. It's just like the same port, only reported onto another platform. Yeah. <laughs> port for port. A port port. Yeah. A double porting. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make a great deal of sense. Like, why did... I, I mean, I know Final Fantasy VII is revered and all that stuff and Square knows that it's revered but it's not that revered that just playing it again is a good thing no you know you've got to do something to it how fucking little do they understand about their own properties I don't know real dumb it's like even if it's like they could have just done a retranslation, and that would probably have been enough to make people vaguely enthusiastic about it to some mm. extent. Because, as we've been discovering for our videos, the translation yep. is fucked. In a, in a couple of places, yeah, it doesn't make a great deal of sense. And just, yeah, it doesn't help the storyline make any sense at all. It's no. like, oh, I've got to go get this thing. Well, this thing's going over here now. But wasn't it going there in the first place? No, we're just going to take it underwater for a bit. And then... And then we're going to put it in a rocket. And you're just like, what? What the fuck is going on? It's just- Always remember the word life force. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just, just remember it. Hard. Oh, that's a dumb fucking game. See our videos for more detail. Yep. Definitely see all 27 parts thus far. Of which 
I think 27 of them are now up. Yes, there's a, finally. There's a 28th to come. You took a long time to update oh, it's that. It's because I've not been about ever. I've been busy in like things. You told me literally a week ago that you pretty much had it done. And then you were like, oh. I did. I had it all encoded and stuff and then forgot about it. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't saying you hadn't done it. I was saying you didn't upload it. Yeah, I, yeah, I forgot that bit. I did it this morning. Yes, I noticed. I did it this morning. I shaved them off. <laughs> did it last night. Uh, I haven't got a lot else here other than they showed Uncharted 4 which looked a lot like Uncharted naturally but no, I'm okay with that because I love Uncharted hmm. um, more, more Nathan Drake talking to himself and brother Drake <laughs> which in in the greatest bit of casting ever is now Nolan North and Troy Baker in the same game which I'm sure has happened before but I think it would have been greater to just have Nolan North talking to himself yeah. in a slightly different accent. He's done that before. Well, yeah, but I mean, uh, very much more close to actually just him. Yeah, and then maybe that would have made more sense in the whole brother yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It, it also sort of highlighted to me, I, like, I, I, I don't know if it's a PS, just a PS4 thing or if it's a next-gen thing in general. But when you're watching the these streams of these like super new good looking games, everything ends up looking a lot like clay to me. <laughs> There's a sort of clay y texture to everything. Okay. A bit more matte or something. Maybe it's because they're trying to round off the surfaces of things a little more, but it just looks looks odd. Like I noticed it in like in the in the Metal Gear stuff. It's like an Uncharted kind of has that same look to it all. And I don't know if that's just because of video, through videos on the internet or something, something gets lost. Hmm. Um, or if you then see it in action, would that just, would that problem just go away? I don't know. But I wrote clay in my notes. <laughs> okay. Well, and, and an extra K for some reason. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> clay K. <laughs> The uh, only other news I have of some importance is that I don't even know how you pronounce this, but so I hope I get it right, and I don't mean any disrespect. But Ralph Bear or Bear or Bear, uh, the creator of the Magnavox Odyssey, the first home console, oh, right. is dead <laughs> at the age of ninety-two. Good news that was. Well, yeah, yeah, it's. it's in theory, the granddaddy of the uh, the hobby we now have all come to to love and hate simultaneously. Mm. I mean, someone else probably would have done it, but you know, he was the first. Someone else would have already done something, everything. Yeah, it's how the world works. If you don't do it, someone will. If you don't eat that pizza, someone will. Yeah. And I'd rather it would be me. Yep. <laughs> yep, so, sad news. Okay, that's the end of news. That is the end of news. Okay, then. On, on, that, on that bombshell, on that happy news, let's talk about some happy games. <laughs> I guess. Go! So. Smashers. Uh, do you really want to talk about that immediately, do you? You want to talk about Smashers. There's not much to talk about. It's Smash Bros. It's Smash Bros. Well, and playing it on a game on not a <laughs> yeah. GameCube controller is kind is really weird. Kind of sucks. Well, because I get like 
Nintendo moved the buttons around, and they, like, instead of mapping what was A on the GameCube controller to where A is, or where A isn't, I suppose, now, they just, like, moved the buttons around. So the buttons are still the same, but they're in, obviously in different places. But that like, that's just the controller remapping issue. That's just, like, default controllers. Yeah, You've for- just changed them. Yeah, fortunately, they have, yeah, by profile control settings. So it remembers it by every every control every person. Your washing machine is spinning so fast I can feel it here. Yep, so can I. I can feel it I can feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Mostly my toes. Do 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 do. <laughs> do 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 do. It's also making something in here vibrate sl- enough to hear it. Sounds like the cat the chair. Or maybe it's ugly chair. <laughs> ugly chairs. Okay, okay. Do that. <laughs> so what do you want to talk about? What, what you want to talk about Smash Brothers? It's not Ugly Chair. It sounds closer than Ugly Chair. No, it's the it's the coffee table. Something on the coffee table is rattling. No, it's, the, it's actually the glass. I think it's at this end. No, well, never mind. Your spin cycle's just about to finish by the sounds of it, so... Well, never know. <laughs> and no one will be able to hear that, so never mind. Oh, God, there this will be something else I will not cut out. Nope. Never cut anything out. Never, never cut. <laughs> Telephone calls? No. Echo revolving <laughs> distance? No. You closed the door on your cat. <laughs> <laughs> you went over there to close the door and the cat was like, no, I want to leave. And now she's going to open the door again. Do it, cat. Oh, nope. Nope, that's failed. Oh, sorry. Fucking... Talk about a game. Talk about the game. There's not really much to talk about in Smash Bros. It still seems to be Smash Bros. They failed completely in their plan of not making any clones. Well, yeah. Everyone knew that. That definitely dumb. happened. I mean, HD is nice. I guess. I was still having problems following where the fuck I was. I'm not sure what it is about it that, was, that I was having trouble with. So just because we were trying some eight-player battles and it's just a little bit hard? Maybe. I think it might be that just like the name tags are too small now. Now that it's all high D. High D? High D. High D. That's still technically correct. Uh, it's high def, high D. It's high D. <laughs> Can't open the door. Again. Oh, fuck you, kitty. <laughs> yeah, I think like now that it's high definition so you can actually read it, that prompted them to make the text a lot smaller. Mm. Whereas before, when it was just like, three giant fucking letters. <laughs> yeah. That made it quite easy to see. Yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. I mean, I, maybe we should just make our names extra long. Yeah, maybe that would help. Yeah, and instead of just having like sticking to the old four character limit, I should just like replicate robe like separate times. Robe, 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 <laughs> robe, robe, robe. <laughs> yeah, we could try that. We could try that. I don't know. But and yeah, it's like there. It's there were elements of it that I feel are a little underbaked. Like I kind of wish classic mode was actually like the classic, classic mode. mode. Yeah. Rather than being that sort of strange, not quite board game thing. It's not to be confused with the smash tour board game thing, which I haven't yet to try. Well, it just seems like it's utterly pointless. Well, it seems like now that they can have more people per fight, they just do. And that yeah. makes it seem shorter, which it is. Well, it is shorter. It's like six or seven rounds as opposed to like the 10 round thing it used to be. And there's no bonus stages in there either or yeah. any of that stuff. Which is a bit of a bummer because it's like, it was that, it was that 
crazy stuff that made the game good, you know, or a little bit, or that mo- those modes a little more interesting to plow through with every character and stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's like now there's a ton of characters; they made it less interesting, and that's that's yeah, like it's just less appealing. Why would you do that? <laughs> and it's, it's little things like that that make me feel like there's just been a little less effort put into this one compared to the like some of the previous entries, like because the the jump from melee to brawl, for instance, was quite a big one, not just in terms of presentation but in terms of the amount of music they put into it and stuff and it's like you can argue okay now they don't need to do so much because they did all the work for the brawl but because there isn't so much new stuff this time it just feels a little a little less as a result you want the changes to be big you want them to be crazy you want them to be yeah but not really (laughs) You want the base game to still play okay, but I like kind of like the variation of objects and stuff like that to be a little more extreme than perhaps it is. There's, there is some weird shit in there, though, like the special flag or something, which isn't really an item that acts as a weapon, but if you, if you pick it up and your character will stand still for a while and hold it above their head, and if you stand still for long enough, you will score a point. Like, just straight up, get a point. Right. Like, uh, unless someone knocks you out of it, you're totally vulnerable while doing that. Mm. Um, it's like, so there are some, there are some odd things there, but I'm not sure I've played enough of it yet to really sort of necessarily get a total feel on how the new item system works. I mean, there's not that many. I don't imagine the only things that will actually be that different will be new Pokemon, yeah, and Pokeballs. And new support trophies, probably. Oh yeah, there's definitely new support trophies. I've seen a few of those already. And there's um, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe that, maybe this time round, it feels like the ratio of new to old is more old than new. But maybe that's the point. Just the point in the series they're getting to, like you know, even on even in the number of stages that are in the game. <laughs> even though they took a load yeah. of the old out, essentially. Yeah, by weird. removing a bunch of characters and stages. Maybe it's just not fresh anymore. I don't know, but. <laughs> I want it to be fresh. Just want it to be new. <laughs> so fresh and so clean. But it's, it's still fun. It's still, still enjoying it. It'd be more fun if we didn't have to use shitty controllers. Yep. Yeah, all right. Do you not think much of the uh, Wii Classic controller? There's two main problems with that controller is that the buttons have a ridiculous amount of travel on them that isn't actually related to the button press. Yeah, there's travel before the click. <laughs> there's like travel before the click and travel after the click. Hmm. So it's just like they just re- they're just really squidgy and also like sharp edged because that's just how that controller is designed. Yeah, and also the sticks are like not the greatest. They're fairly loose, and I find that when I'm trying to push down, I tend to drift to the side really easily for some reason. Yeah, okay. Just dimensions, you reckon? Just the size of the thing, the fact that it's thinner? Maybe. But it's because they still have the eight-way notches, don't they? Yeah, but they're not, like, it's not as, I don't know, I just don't, I I guess I just don't hit the notches. Mm. Just like, when I push down, just like, as soon as I hit the bottom, that's enough, and I don't realise that I'm not centred. Gotcha. So yeah, it's not the greatest controller. But either way, we'll be playing a shit ton more of it. <sighs> I guess. Yeah, I guess we will. Because it's Smash Bros. We just need to get the GameCube adapter somehow. Yeah. Somehow. I don't think that's going to happen for a while. You know, maybe I'll get hold of a Pro controller or something. 
but which might be a better way for me to go back and play some Bayonetta too. But yeah, potentially, mm. but it's all right. There's a ton of stuff to do there. I do kind of miss the, the bonkersness of subspace emissary and like the platforming. Yeah, <laughs> the skanky like is it, uh, the dungeon stage or something from the old. Uh, extended quest was it adventure mode from Melee, wasn't it? Um, where you got those slightly different stages, like one that was themed on Mario One One and yeah, uh, things like that. I kind of miss that variety. Although there isn't already a hugely ver- uh, variable game, I suppose, but it's just uh, it, yeah, it's, it's the stuff they've taken away hasn't hasn't really been replaced. I don't think. Well, I guess it was like they. Maybe that was just another part of them saying they were make, trying to make it more like an actual fighting game. Yeah. Which meant not having a random dumb story thing and not having like so much stuff that was basically just like like Nintendo themed, like those levels and stuff. Because mm. it was just like, it's just like a celebration of Nintendo. But then it's like, yeah, we did that in that game. We don't need to do that again. Yeah. That's not what this game is about, technically. That was just a thing that we did. <laughs> this game is actually about fighting, so let's just concentrate on that bit. Yeah, maybe. Although I, I'm not 100% on whether it, like, I can't really say whether or not that's, like, super tight or not. You know, they really made that. Because well, I, I have problems with, like, you know, how the combo... It doesn't really have a proper combo system, and oh, people no. can... It, People can interrupt you mid-flow like quite easily and stuff like that. And it's, um... I read I read some of the tips page, and like even that had some stuff that I wasn't aware of that may or may not have been in the old games. So I wouldn't have even known if it was such as such as if you crouch, you get launched less when you get hit. Okay, I didn't know that. But if you're crouched and moving, as in crawling, you get launched just as much as normal. It's like, A, why is that even a thing? And B, when would you ever do that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to crouch so I don't get punched quite as much. Yeah, wouldn't you just shield up? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Maybe it's slightly faster or something, I don't know. I guess. Or you could use it to your advantage to try and get away a bit or better. You could, or, maybe, or maybe if, like... If you've used your shield but it hasn't broken, but you know it will break if you get hit again, you're like, oh, I just need, I can, I can defend it this way in a mm. non-shielded way. It means I'm going to get hit, but I'll get launched less. Yeah, maybe <laughs> protect it, but not though. I'm sure. I don't think that's ever been a thing that anyone has ever had to worry about mm. in a pro match. Does that really count as a tip then? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like here's some useless information about something <laughs> you're never going to see happen ever. I mean, the game does have these like little tips that pop up. It's one of those weird things, and the loading times are a tiny bit longer than they used to be mm. between things, and there's a, it feels like there's a few more of them. Um, but at the same time, the loading isn't long enough for them to justify the tips that appear during the loading pauses, because it's just not quite enough time to actually read them. Well, that's why there's the tips page. Yeah. You can just look at the wall. There is, yeah. Or there's not a, really look at the wall. Well, you get randomly random page through them. Yeah. They should have had you be able to look at the board. Yeah, like an organised manual or something. Or they should have just, like... Used well, I think some of them only appear, like, depending on what characters you have unlocked. Like, it won't start well, yeah, telling obviously. you stuff about Duck Hunt until you unlock Duck Hunt. But they should have just tied the tips into the into an, into another unlock grid. 
where it's like certain t- tips don't appear until you do something. Like oh, yeah, the ones maybe. that are character specific. When yeah. you unlock the character, then you can see those tips. Maybe. Or you get more tips depending on what milestones you've reached yeah, or something. Or something. That could be kind of cool. More unlocks. That's all you want. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it's still got the event mode and things. Yeah. Even if the presentation isn't perhaps quite as nice as it used to be. But it gives you a ton of stuff. It's, it's like it's the way I'm sort of playing the game at the moment. Because it's like, uh, what challenges have I got open to do? Let's see if I can do one. You know, because it kind of helps guide you through what you should do. Hmm. Because without like a properly, or, a properly organized... Well, because like getting to, the, I find get when I first booted it up, like just finding the solo stuff it was a little weird. So it's like you boot it up and you get the choice between like Smash Mode or Eight Player Smash Mode or something, and then and or Smash Tour, and you're like, well, none of those sounds like the classic mode. Where's the classic mode? And then you have to dig into the games and more section, yeah. and then you get presented with solo mode and stuff like that, and it's like, what? what? Who who organised this? Because they know that most of the time you play it, you just go straight into the Smash Bros. This is true. <laughs> and it has the biggest button. Yeah. Well, and I was telling you earlier, wasn't I? Like, I kind of wish that it did more with the touchscreen. Not because, like, not in like touchscreen fighting controls or anything like that, but just that the those menus have always had this like virtual cursor essentially, and that you move around the screen to put your character thing down and to pick names and to pick the CPU difficulties and stuff. Yeah. It's like sort of that is the perfect interface to have just mapped to the touchscreen. And they haven't. The only place the touchscreen is used is in the stage creator, which is in itself slightly arse. <laughs> it's like, it's got some good ideas in there, but it's just not as, I feel like you can't make as much in it as you could in the previous one. Well, you could make better terrain, but not as good preset bits. Yeah. So you can't make it as actually interesting. Yeah, the sort of terrain drawing mechanics needed to have been an addition, not the thing. That like not the only thing that it does. Yeah. Saying that, I have seen threads online of people like just recreating old stages from the series using the stage creator with some with quite a bit of success. Well, obviously, because a lot of the old stages aren't anything apart from platforms, really. Yeah. Yeah, and trying to make the landscape at least slightly look like the thing that that it was. So it's Smash Bros. Yeah. It's finally out. Well, it's been finally out for quite a while, but we you we finally fi- got finally it. have it, yeah. Finally having a good time of it. <laughs> All right. Luigi. <laughs> oh, it's just, I can't remember. He's got a slightly different intonation on how he says Luigi now. Yep. Luigi. <laughs> oh, I've been playing anything good. I haven't, because I really haven't. I, I tried to play a bit more Max and the Curse of Brotherhood. Right. But there, there's no draw of that game at all, which is ironic given it's a game about using a magic marker to draw things. <laughs> but. Thought I'd spell that one out for you. See what I did there. See what I did there? No, that would only be if you were playing Squirrel Nuts. No. No. See what you did there. 
I think we both sound like we're getting pretty tired. You do. I do. I just haven't been talking as much. <laughs> oh, okay, you better talk some more. We've got some other games to talk about. Hide, hide my tiredness with your voice. Yes, try not to totally fall asleep, though. That's the, that's the important thing. Sorry, what? <laughs> um, well, we played a bit of Torchlight 2 for yeah, some we reason. Did. Because I, I don't know, I guess I felt like playing some. Anyway, I played some more because of what I've started... Yeah, I did, did see you go back into it. Yeah, <laughs> draws me into it slightly. But I think it's because we'd left it so long. Actually, going back to it seemed kind of cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I don't know, it felt different enough from everything we normally play. Well, yeah, that it was that it was kind of fun. But as you trying can... to figure it all out again. Well, yeah, that is the sort of problem. Bit is. Well, and, like, the, re- remembering what you were doing is part of the problem, but then the other part of the problem is, is more a problem with just that type of game in general is you still have to spend, like, half an hour just standing around town managing things periodically. Yeah, it's like, do I actually want any of this stuff? Like, even more so than Guild Wars. Well, I don't know about that. You're going to spend a long fucking time d- d- dealing with shit in Guild Wars if you want to. You can, but it's not, like, a lot of the time in Guild Wars, it's not quite so, like, immediately critical. Mm. Like in Torchlight, you have to be constantly switching out armor and weapons and stuff. So every time your infantry gets full, you have to basically go through and be like, okay, do I want any of this or can I sell it all? Yeah, just have, just have a look at it all and go, is this good? Is this good? Because you only ever get something that's not that far above your level. Yeah. Dropping. So yeah, I played a bit more of that. I started another new character because I didn't want to go back to any of my old ones again. What type? I started another engineer. Mm. But I was trying to play as a melee engineer instead of a ranged one like I did last time. Or my main character, I guess, was a ranged engineer. And then melee engineer was... I know, it was like... Even though I was trying to spec it towards that, I couldn't see exactly what like what the best combos of skills were. Because you have, like... My ranged engineer, I have the, the shield, basically. But... In that setup, the shield is basically what I use my charge bar on, right? Because like for for that engineer's setup, like the charge bar goes up as you shoot or whatever, and then when you hit the shield, the amount of charge in your charge bar converts into shield strength, basically. Oh, I see. Interesting. But then, so the trouble with that is that it drains the charge bar entirely to create the shield, and it's just, like, however much you had, it changes how strong the shield was. Okay, so you're left being slightly less powerful as a result of using your charge, but with a shield? Well, no, because the charge doesn't really power up the engineer in any other way. Okay. It's like, it's only when you use it that it becomes so, functional. Like, because I'm playing as an Outlander. Yeah. And the, does the Outlander not have a charge ability? Because I think, I think I read it, read the text, and it just said she gets more powerful as her charge goes up. Or... Yeah, I think, I think. well, maybe some abilities use it. Maybe you just haven't got to those abilities yet. But yeah, perhaps. But yeah, that one does have, like, and the Berserker obviously has the... So the Outlander has, like, it constantly gets better as you gain charge, and then the Berserker has, like... You get slightly better, but then when it charges, you go into like the overpower mode where you just get insane health regeneration for a okay. little period of time. But then the engineers is more passive. It's like you don't really benefit very much from having charge, but you have, or like a lot of your skills use it in some way. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, in like my ranged engineer, I have the dump my whole charge bar into the shield, and that helps me stay alive when I can't keep everything at range. 
but then that's not really compatible with a melee engineer, which is really awkward because I was like, obviously as a melee engineer, I'm going to get hit more. Mm. So I was like, well, maybe, so I, thought, maybe, I, should have maybe I should have the shield. But then I looked at it and it's like, because that drains your entire charge bar, that kind of prevents you from using it in conjunction with a lot of the other skills, like the actual combat skills that use parts of your charge bar. I see, yeah, yeah. So I was like... Because you sacrifice the whole thing. Yeah, because you just burn the whole thing. Then after I hope you can sit through some more combat to get some back. Yeah, so I was like, that's kind of weird. But then I... So I was... Basically, I only have one active skill on that engineer. Like, I just was putting all my points into the passives. So So he has, like... Obviously, there's the passive that gives you better armor, because mm. that is obviously you just need that anyway. And then, like, the passive for, like, making your two handed weapons better. And then there's one for that makes it so that occasionally your two handed weapons go overcharged, so you do extra damage. Mm. And then the last one I was using where was one where whenever you, whenever you activate a skill that consumes charge, you get a bit of health. So that was like, that was how I was tanking that instead. So, like, my one attacking skill uses, like, one point of charge to create a, you know, air of effect burst hammer strike or whatever. So then, so then it's like, whenever I'm doing that, I'm getting a bit of extra health back while I'm tanking. Hmm. And then relying on, you know, a vampire, a bit of a vampire on my weapon or whatever to keep my health up otherwise. Sure. And spamming potions like like crazy. It's like, it's really weird because, like, on my main character, that original engineer that I had with the shield, because it's all the, all about the shield, I've virtually never used any potions ever. Mm. <laughs> Whereas on the character I'm playing with you and this other character, I'm using potions nearly constantly, yeah, which is sort of more traditional in a way. I guess, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's kind of what that genre is about in a, in a crazy way. Yeah. No, I don't find myself ever needing mana potions. No. Well, it's because we, well, you're not playing a mana cast. Technically, I am because I'm playing an Ember Mage, but because of my, because of the Ember Mage's overcharge where I just get infinite mana. Oh, really? It's like once it charges, that's when I just start spamming magic because it doesn't, you just doesn't use any magic points. Yeah. Does away with that problem. And then because, because of the way the charge system works, I actually get charged faster using my regular standard wand attacks during the downtime between the charges. And, and obviously I have one chaos, so. Yes, my regular one strikes do all kinds of shit. One chaos is great. Just suddenly, every now and then, you're just like, "What the hell was that?" So like, was that you? So yeah, we should sure. that. Oh man, that just reminded me of Magicka, man. <laughs> That's definitely one chaos. Yeah, man, that game was great. <laughs> Sudden line of exploding mines. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> And you're, what's that? You're standing in the way and can get hurt by them? Oh, well. Yeah, explosions. <laughs> oh, now I killed myself again. I'm going to use the random lightning strike, see what happens. Oh, shit, it hit me. <laughs> and I've been gibbed in one. Yep. I also <laughs> looked in to, like, looked into Guild Wars a couple of times. They're, they're, it's basically another season two break, so you haven't missed any updates to the log. Okay. It looks like Christmas is probably going to happen, I guess, tomorrow, which is their, they usually update on Tuesdays. So when the, they're putting the Christmas stuff back in, only now it's going to be focused on Divinity's Reach rather than Lion's Arch, because obviously Lion's Arch is all fucked. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, that'll be that. There is a slight, like, I don't know whether it's meant to happen in this patch or whether it's coming when they restart Season 2 or whatever, the next actual patch. 
but they're doing quite a big overhaul to like the daily achievements and stuff mm. where they're basically making it so each individual daily achievement gives you a reward rather than you get five and then you get a reward. Oh, okay, right, right. So you can just even easier like pick and choose. So there's still a max number of dailies that you can do. You like you can do five dailies or I'm not sure whether they whether they're going to limit it. I think it might just be like you the rewards the are less. Okay. <laughs> if yeah. you, but if you do more of them, you're just going to get back up to the same number or whatever. But then they're basically getting rid of monthlies. They're going to change it so that instead of the monthly achievements, they just make it so every day that you log in, basically like the hazard, like checks off on a list. And then when you reach 28, you get a big reward. But every individual day you log in also gives you a reward. Hmm. And it's not like tied to the month or anything. It's just 28 consecutive days. Not consecutive. <laughs> 28 days, but not necessarily in a row. You can leave it between, like, for a week or whatever, and it won't reset. Right. It's just that once you've logged in 28 times on separate days, oh, you I get see. a better reward. Interesting. <laughs> and you get something every day. So that's nice, I guess. Hmm. Sounds like the rewards for that might actually be worthwhile, which is kind of annoying in some ways. Because it's like the actual rewards for finishing monthlies wasn't that amazing. I mean, the main thing was like the 30 laurels for the laurel merchant. And that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you build up some laurels that way. But I've heard it's like now now they're suggesting like the 28th day reward will be like exotic weaponry and like crafting materials for le- that will let you make legendaries or whatever. Or, you know, not the whole thing. Like okay, some sure. portion of the actual stuff that you need to make legendaries. Okay. Sounds helpful. <laughs> Might actually let me start on that whole fucking process. I've never had enough money to do that. It's the main problem. Even though I've got like 200 gold. It's <laughs> not... It might barely be enough, but it's, that would only really be enough if I had a lot of the other stuff. It's probably... my The main thing that would stop me getting legendaries would be like the material costs. Sure. Because there's a lot of things that you have to craft where it's like a 250 stack of tier 7 fine materials. It's like, fucking Jesus. I have like 20 of those. Yeah. How am I going to get the rest of them in the world? Probably never. No. You don't even have to hella grind or just buy them for a lot of money. So yeah. That's Guild Wars. Things might be happening. Christmas. Wars. Go and play the bells. Oh yeah. Remember that bloody go? It was a good one. Once it, once you worked out how it actually worked, and the sort of oddity of the timing, yeah, and the stupid snowball fighting—the only PvP points I've ever got because there was a time when that mysteriously counted towards normal PvP. I did it. <laughs> I won a five bet any then, so I joined it for the first time. They did that, yeah. So yeah. I think they're doing some kind of overhaul to World versus. Oh no, it's not an overhaul. They're doing a special like World versus World event over Christmas, I think, where they're like changing up the rules. Where mm-hmm. like it's going to make it more important. Like it's going to focus the scoring system on player kills rather than capturing or something. Oh, interesting. I don't know. They're trying to vary things well, up. It, so I guess it would just be more like a big old fight rather than the ridiculous... Constantly manoeuvring behind each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, perhaps that needs to be something, or at least some weighted thing, perhaps tied to kills as well as the capturing, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Or, yeah, they could do something 
like just make it make like make bases defenses proportional to the number of kills or something. Yeah, I guess like make it maybe the more people you kill at that base, the more easily the doors the, get through yeah. or whatever. But then that doesn't actually incentivize other people to come and fight you. You no, need to have it be a defensive buff rather than a yeah. <laughs> Rather than an offensive buff. Yeah, yeah, you may be right. So it becomes yeah, so it becomes harder for them to just walk it after a while. Yeah. It's like if you manage to defend, yeah. it should be becoming easier for you to defend over time. To bet to like reward you for actually bothering to defend. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, that's Guild Wars. Uh I also logged into Eve for a minute to see what was up with their fancy new lighting. Oh yeah. Because they put that in and it's kind of weird. I don't know. It, it looks fancy, mm. but I it's like there's certain elements of how it works that I don't get. Like they sort of have to make some amount of concessions because if you actually looked at a thing in space, the side that wasn't facing the sun would be completely dark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that wouldn't be very helpful. Yeah. But now it seems like so the Galent ships now are like it's it's like they have their weird colour scheme where they're all basically the same colour scheme, the default. The not like the racial colour scheme, I guess, mm. is like silvery grey and then some actual bits of silver and then like some pale sort of greeny areas is their colour scheme. And that looks sort of fine. It looks sort of like brushed metal grey and then like the green is sort of matte as well and then like the shiny silvery bits. But then when you're looking at the side of the ship that isn't facing the light source, for some reason, the like the brushed metal grey also turns shiny. And I'm like, that's weird. How does that, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense for a light perspective. Yeah, I see a point. It just looks kind of odd. And then I also kind of don't like how, like, the other, like, the company-specific paint jobs that are for the Tech 2 ships kind of suck for Galen. Like the m- m- several of my ships are from Devol Labs, and their color scheme is more boring gray <laughs> with a little bit of gold accent. <laughs> it's like basically it's the inverse of Dersex. It's like the normal Galent paint job, except they got rid of the silvery bits, changed the green to gold, and just made more of it gray and right. darker gray. Okay, so it's just like that's kind of boring. It just looks mm. like a regular ass spaceship. It's not like all the other races and their fancy shit, although I guess the Kaldari just have boring grey in most cases. Grey and blue, isn't it? And not really so much blue. I mean, it's, it's like their base their base colours are... Although some of their company-specific colour schemes are really weird. Like, there's one of the... I don't know what Kaldari company it is, but some one of their Tech 2 ships has, like... It's sort of semi-reflex, so it, like, change, changes colour slightly when you rotate it. Oh, weird. And it's, like... Pink and green. Not not that. Pink and green. Not quite. But then it's also, like, it's basically a colour gradient that's faded over the ship, so, like, the front is, like, almost gold, and then it fades towards, like, grey again. That's awesome. And sort of orangey-grey, and it's like, that just looks really weird. And now, obviously, the Amar have their giant, like, gold edges yeah, on yeah. their fancy ships. And as the, it should be. And the Mimitar are just a brown, as always. Just just a brown. <laughs> always the boring brown. Some of their racial color, uh, company colours are a bit weird as well. Just a little bit of brown. I think it. I think this new, like, lighting engine, like, made the 
dumb space camo on the military versions of the ships looks slightly less dumb. Hmm. <laughs> it's like it doesn't quite stand out as much, I guess. So it doesn't look quite so stupid for for stupid navy space camo. They should just have like the uh, the snow digital print or something just all over one. So I, think the, like... I think one of the Kaldari types of ship skin has a sort of semi-digital camo thing going on. Hmm. You'd think that would make more sense anyway. Only not really, because no camo makes sense in space. Unless you're on totally black, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, but um, even then, not really, because you're radiating heat. But yeah. oh, and I couldn't work out which ship it was that had the stupid, like, activated warp cover things. Oh, I yeah. couldn't work out which Kaldari ship that was. I saw one which had a, a model that looked new that I didn't really recognise, but I couldn't mm. I couldn't see which bit on that model would be the bit that would activate because mm. <laughs> I'd see, only seen it in like a concept art thing, unless they didn't actually put that in. I guess I don't know. Yeah, maybe that would have to be one of the ship redesigns. Yeah, it, I mean, it did look redesigned because it looked sort of distinctly different from all the other. Kaldari ships. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, that looks a bit more pointy in lasers. And they also did technically introduce a new ship, only there was a competition at some point that decided that, that one of the racers would be the first to get this new tech-free ship. So it's only Armar. The Armar got got first first introduction of the tech-free destroyers. Which which had basically have like a mode switch, so you can switch between speed mode and sniping mode. Oh, interesting! But that's just like destroyers is only like a frigate-sized ship, really. Oh, okay. Slightly bigger than frigates, slightly smaller than cruisers, so it's not exactly important got, like, in the bombing. grand scheme of fleet <laughs> like, battles or whatever. They like bombing run ships. Well, no, that'd be the bombers. That's oh. <laughs> what they're for. They have those too. Yeah. So yeah, it's another thing that I it's like. That's probably not going to get that much use, probably. Hmm. And they also introduced another thing that you get from Wormhole Space. They made a new class of weapons, which also is probably a thing that's not going to get used much, I guess, where they're called polarized weapons, where basically they're like super extra powerful compared to normal weapons, but they make all your resistances zero. (laughs) Oh, weird. So I guess that makes like for suicide runs or whatever, yeah. or like warp, like warp traps where you jump in directly into someone and then just annihilate them as fast as possible. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not seeing that getting particularly much use. Although on the other hand, I guess if you don't have to worry about tanking your ship, that lets you use all those slots you'd normally use for tanking for other stuff. More guns. <laughs> well, no, the guns go in a different set. Of slots. More gun skills. It's guns. You probably. I guess in I guess Guns for the crew. Maybe you just go for a lot of passive tank, like armor plates, because there are some some setups that use a lot of armor plates for passive tank. Hmm. Just have a lot of hit points rather than having good resistances. I see. Yeah, yeah. So that might work with those polarized weapons to just have a huge bank of armor. <laughs> so yeah, that's Eve, uh, and then. <laughs> I had a weird, like, annoying evening. I think it was on Friday. An annoying evening. Like, it was an annoying evening where I couldn't tell whether I was ill or whether I was going to be ill or whether I was just feeling kind of lethargic. No, like, okay. Lazy, like, like, bleh. I was just feeling kind of bleh. Yeah, no, that feeling. And but then, so this time I was like, I can't tell whether I'm getting ill or not. So I'm just going to try and, like, I'm just going to do an experiment. I'm just going to try and, like, 
push through this using the most hardcore way I could possibly do. So I played like Super Hesgen and then played Diet. Oh, God. <laughs> and then afterwards, I felt quite a lot better. <laughs> so I was like, I guess that was just Leopardy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that would really fuck you up if you went, went on it. Yeah, I didn't really play that much Dyad. I mean, Super Hexagon, I can play whenever. That's yeah. just like, you know, but Dyad has a bit more to it. So I had to go back to the start and like try and remember how the game works. Again. Yeah. Because <laughs> it changes on every level. Dyad. Dyad. Yeah. So there was that. And then I also mainly played, well, I don't know about, it's another week where, two weeks where I don't seem to have remembered what I was mainly playing. Because mm. I did play some more Valkyria Chronicles. I did a few more missions. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. Got a fair bit more, more way through that. I'm probably coming towards the end. Maybe. There might be two or three missions left. Mm. And some of them, I don't know. <laughs> there was a dumb mission where, it must be quite towards the end, I guess, but you get, there's the mission where there's the giant enemy tank and you have to lead it down a canyon by oh, yes. knocking over the walls, basically, to block off various routes and lead it through the canyon. Yes. But that mission is like basically a non-combat mission because there's not really any, any enemies for you to shoot. You're just worried about getting through and knocking over the bits of wall that you have to knock over. Yeah. And then, so I did that, but... The trouble with it is that you, I got through it like super easily. It was like, it wasn't even a problem because there's no fucking fighting really. Nope. There's like five dudes yeah. and he just killed them. And so I got through it, but then like at the end, I was miles ahead of the thing. So I like parked myself behind piles of rubble so I couldn't be seen in case it decided to shoot me for some reason. But then of course that just ruins your, your rank because you're just waiting there for like turns and turns. Because it's like, I didn't, when I thought about it afterwards, I was like, well, I guess if, if you wanted to get the better rank on that mission, you'd have to deliberately not knock over the bits of walls that were only there to delay it, rather mm. than the ones that, which are there to divert it. Yeah, you're probably right, yeah. So I got a D rank on that, even though it was like the easiest mission ever, and yeah. I was done miles before I actually got there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I had the same problem. That was kind of annoying. And weird. It was a kind of a weird mission. I should have brought more than one engineer because as soon as you get to the minefield, no, okay. it's like here's a base which is absolutely fucking covered in mines. Yeah, yeah, I remember that quite well. So like, what do we do? Um, wait for this one guy to clear a path. Not that not that disarming mines takes time, which is the important thing. No, but you just need to have a guy in yeah. front of the tank. Just need to. You just. Well, it's like really, all you need to do is send him in first, yeah, and have him self disarm away through the through the anti personnel mine and pick off the important anti tank mines, and then the tanks can just drive over all the other mines. Yeah, <laughs> take out the personnel mines. Yeah, but that was weird and kind of dumb. And I did like the hilarious like. They had to somehow. It's like they had to somehow in their nineteen fake nineteen thirties be able to have nukes. So they have the Valkyrie nukes, which is hilariously dumb. Oh, yeah, yeah, the characters just nuke. Yeah, they way. just blow up. Yeah. They're like a hilarious blue wiggly mushroom cloud. So they don't blow up themselves, do they? Well, they sort of do, but like sort of weirdly happens in stages. It's mm. like you sac- you have to sacrifice yourself and then like the Valkyrie energy just sort of explodes, except it like it explodes and then it explodes more and then it really explodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
stage three explosion. <laughs> it's like, oh god, the explosion is exploding some more. <laughs> yep. That was hilarious. I didn't. I was like, I thought that whole fortress was going to be a lot more of a problem than it actually was. Turned out those missions weren't actually very difficult for assaulting a goddamn fortress. Yeah, I can't remember a lot about that place. Well, the first one, you have to hit the switches on the train line to let the train go in and destroy the gates. Mm. Oh, yes, no, I remember that. That wasn't actually difficult. No. Mainly because there's, like... The thing that I thought was going to be a problem were the enemy tanks, but then there's those two convenient towers that you can climb up and with a lancer and get a shot on the radiator. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, that's... Makes that whole thing a lot easier. Yeah, I didn't remember that. And then you just run up on the walls with some scouts, take the rear bases so they can't spawn in any more reinforcements, and then you're basically done. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then the actual fortress assault against the against the stupid Valkyrie woman wasn't that difficult either. After you worked out how to avoid immediately getting shot by her. Yes. <laughs> it's not a problem, because it's a bit powerful. Yes. Once I once I once I realised that you just fired the smoke grenade at her. Uh, yeah, so she can't see out. <laughs> you don't worry about but it's like that works as long as you don't leave anyone exposed during their turn. Because she runs between two positions and you can't really cover the whole thing. Yeah. So you just have to fire it at where she is during your turn, move everyone while she can't see you, and then make sure they're out of view when it's her turn. <laughs> yeah. Hope for the best on the second one that she didn't somehow get a shot on. Yeah. Although I did have one moment right at the end where it's happened a couple of times where, like, it's a sort of classic problem of that kind of aiming where I, I, either I'd shoot someone or the enemy would shoot me, but it would be one of those cases where you, you can get shots on from where you are, but then when they counterfire, it just hits a barrier. Like I shot for an incredibly small gap where I can see someone's head, hit them several times, they turn around, did return fire, but the return fire from their angle hits a bit of wall because they're aiming at like centre of mass or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I also did have another time where an enemy ran up to the edge of a trench I was in and tried to use the flavour on me, but where he was standing from, the flavour didn't actually go into the trench, so he just wasted two turns trying to shoot me and none of it actually hit. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. So they say I had the right idea, but just didn't know quite how to pull it off. Yeah. It's genius moves. So yeah, there was that. Some more of that. Still haven't finished it. I'm going to have to wrap this up, I'm afraid. I'm losing it. Boo. Yeah. Boo. Sorry. I can't remember what else I played, but well, it probably, probably doesn't matter. probably convenient. I downloaded and installed SimCity 2000 on Origin. Oh yeah. Didn't actually play it. The free game. I had a look at the files, though, and it does appear to just be the actual normal game. What, no real modifications? No, there doesn't seem to be any wrappers or anything around it. It just looks like the actual files. There's a DOS4WG in there or whatever. Wow. (laughs) So I'm not actually sure how that'll work. Last time I checked, I think it ran okay on 7 Hmm. with my actual disc. Some C2000. Yep. Llama weddings. (laughs) Llamas. (laughs) All the llamas. No, it's bungee weddings, isn't it? And yeah, llama, bungee weddings. Llama spotted. A variety of llama statistics. <laughs> the best. Well, thank you for joining us on this lonelier, tired cast. <laughs> Cat's been sat there staring at us for a while, so. Yep, Cat's been involved. So it hasn't been, hasn't been, a, been a total loss. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I do apologise for this getting late and I'm tired. It's I'm not so that sure. late. It's not that late, no, but 
I had to be up early because, you know, even on my days off, I still need to do things with taking people places. You need to stop being drunk. It's an important thing to do. No, hungover. I'm not drunk. A little hungover. <laughs> that's why I said stop being drunk. <laughs> so that's what a hangover is. The stopping part. <laughs> oh, oh, I should just... I should stop, stop being drunk. <laughs> just be drunk the whole time. No. That solves the problem. No hangover if you're endlessly drunk. Yep, that does solve the problem. <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> Try that at home, kids. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us on the Sidecast. Don't forget to check out... Oh, I'm doing the, <laughs> doing doing the, the video, video, video thing. Yeah. You're doing the video thing on the end of the podcast. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, the, the Soundcast. Yes. Or Happy Salad. Search for one of those things. The channel's called Happy Salad. You'll find it. And I think the URL has Saladcast in it. Search for Zach and Rob and you'll probably find one of our videos. Yeah. Because it's probably in the description of every one of them. Some of them. Most of them. Yeah. <laughs> Most of them. There was a plan at some point to get down to do some. He was in one or two. Yeah. In the early days. But he's not here. That's the problem. Yeah. Maybe next time he's here for Christmas or whatever, maybe we will get around to doing a video. Maybe he should just do some video content of his own. But then that'd be solo video content. That's fine. No, it isn't. <laughs> that never goes well. Unless it's like... It can't just be a solo video content like we'd do a video but by yourself. You have to actually make an effort rather than just sit down in front of a computer and play a game like we do. <laughs> Selling it. <laughs> So go check those out. Yeah. Go go see us just sit down in front of a computer and play a game for a bit. <laughs> for a long bit. For a long bit. <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, they're more long plays. Or what people call well, long not, plays, I suppose. No, but that's different. Long plays implies like playing the whole game or playing We we don't really long play, we just play for a long time. <laughs> Apart from Five Fantasy Seven, which is turning into a long play. Yes. <laughs> Uh, well, that always was going to be. Yeah, exactly. That always was. So do that. Uh, thank you for joining us. You got any sign- any signing off things you need to do? Got anything you need to get out there? Well, I'll start talking so you can get up and turn the recording off. Good, cheers. <laughs> it's kind of an important thing to do. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> but I don't really have any content to say. Luckily, Rob has reached his computer. Bye. Bye.